and we are back. We got the music playing. We are here. Let it play. Let it play. Yeah! Play it! Play it, play it. We got it, we got it playing. We're back. Welcome back, everybody. Woo! Welcome back. A lot has gone on since Woo! we last spoke. It's it's great to be back after a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, we're summer's winding down. We're almost, you know, we're about what uh two weeks. Almost two, almost a two month and, and, and a half. No, oh, about month, two. Well, first game I meant. Month oh, first game. first game. Practice. Yeah. Two yeah, three exactly. weeks. But uh yeah, we're almost you know, August is the first game, so not too far away. Uh, but yeah, Woo! we're Back again with Sentinel Starline 365. Thanks again for joining us. If you haven't already liked, uh, well, you may not like what we have to say today, so you don't have to like the channel yet, but subscribe. You don't have to like it. Help a couple of buddies out, okay? Subscribe for updates uh, as we will be uh, more frequently posting as we get into uh, fall football, obviously fall practice and fall what, football. Hey, listen, if you're not going to watch this, or you can listen to it in your car like a podcast, you know, get creative. What are you going to do? Sit around and watch the Fresh Prince of Bel Air or something? Something like that. Something like that. So, uh, how how are things been on your side since we Good. Spoke? Busy. Very busy. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing how quickly the time flies by. Had some had some family in the came by. Oldest daughter, couple of the grands. You know, and they like to play sports. So where I live, man, we hit it. We played golf like every day, go to the swimming pool. We played some pickleball. Anybody out there hasn't played pickleball, great game. So we've been busy. Even had some Mexican food. Love that. Been busy. How about you, KB? Just working. Just working. Just working. You're on that little uh, rat rat thing, rat trap. Round and round and round. That's that's about it. That's about it. <laughs> and watching that 401k go like this. Well, there's some of that. There's some of that. Hey, well, hey, buy that crypto. No, we're not financial analysts. <laughs> well, well, before we uh, get into the fun stuff, um, I know there's you know global news and things yeah. going on that we like to cover. You know, some sure. channels don't like to do that, but uh, I know you want to cover something before we dive in. Me? Oh, you put it on me before All we right. uh, go into right. football. What, yeah. what did you want to what talk you about today? What do you What do you got? What do you got for me? There, that guy, throw it up. That guy, <laughs> that guy. Who's he look like? You remember that actor? What's his name? Uh, uh, what was his name? So funny. Love the guy. You know, Mister Motivation. <laughs> You know, uh, Chris Farley. Chris Farley. That's Chris. He possibly. That's Chris. Farley. He's like an off-brand Trump. But uh, if you off, yeah, he's a really diet off, brand. Diet yeah, brand. Trump. He's really. If you watch some of the stuff he did during his political campaigns, you know, he'd be like on the one of those zip lines and crashing through stuff. He's yeah. like a Chris Farley. He can go on Saturday Night Live and be Chris Farley. Boris Johnson, the UK Prime Minister. I mean, he's a major player, right? Yeah, yeah. He he's a major player. It'd be like it'd be like Nick Saban all of a sudden resigns from Alabama. You know, he's yeah. he's one of the big big eight. You know, in the world. You know, mm -hmm. so he's he resigns today. You know what? Rightfully so. 
rightfully yeah. so. This is the same guy that was locking down all the UK bars. In the meantime, having private booze parties <laughs> in the back room. The rumor is they were sneaking it in through suitcases and stuff, you know? And then, of course, somebody leaked it out. What are they, stupid? Yeah, you know? Yeah. It's like bringing in hookers. No one will find out. Yeah, right. You know, give me give me a break. But, you know, hey, listen, listen. He's out of a job, and you know what? He may be the next director of the new ACC when it all falls <laughs> apart. He could, he could apply for the job. And bring the old ACC, which is crumbling at this part, at this at this time, you know, and he could resurrect it or bring in the rock like the XFL, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So that's our guy. That's my take. He rightfully stepped down. Half of his own party members were resigning from government. Time to go. <laughs> time yeah. To, and he, as he goes, you know what he said? He, no, he said, quote, dim the brakes. Oh, I, I think uh, <laughs> much like, much like some that. college coaches see the uh, the end is near, I think he saw that the end was near when 40 of his, uh, I think, yeah. cabinet mates resigned last night. So Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, like, but, uh, it's like playing 10 games and getting beat up in all 10s. It's time to exit stage, yeah, right? And yeah. as he said, dim the brakes. Yeah, you kind of know <laughs> what's going to happen. So, um, exactly. but yeah, so that's the latest kind of throw some uh, but, geopolitical news in there. But – that's a lead-in to probably what we're going to talk about the whole night, okay? Yes. Which we could stay on till midnight, which is not going to happen, you know? But that segues us right into the story. I mean, it is the story of in college football right now. Yep. It's not NIL. It's not NFT. It's about realignment and super conferences and – and what do we care about? Where the hell is FSU going to land? You know, when, when we throw all the darts up, where the hell are they going to land? Because there's so many possibilities. Yeah. Well, I I, don't, I wouldn't say there's so many possibilities. I think there's likely two, but or two. No, or three. I, I think there's two. I think there's literally only two options this could go. It's it's really about how quickly does it happen, and uh, you know, which which of the two do they go with, or or. Yeah, I, I think it's really about how quick it happens. Um, so, you know, do we do we want to go right into it? Because hell yeah. Okay, so you know, it yeah, might be not this. That's it, what everybody's talking about. Yeah, it, if, if you're not privy to it, some people may like me. Sometimes I check out during the summer and I just try to you know glance at what's going I on. I never in sports check and stuff out. Like that. Well, <laughs> sometimes you I gotta focus on other things. I other never than check out what's going on in the. But this was the big breaking news, and I think it caught every every fan of football. Um, pretty quickly is that, you know, earlier last year, so this wasn't just starting, but if you, if you haven't heard UCLA, UC, USC, um, big name programs are going to be moving to the big 10 as soon as uh, 2024, or I believe it is. Um, yeah. In 2024. So uh, pretty quickly, they, they're going to be leaving the PAC 12 and moving to the big 10, which is huge news across the NCAA. I think it came as, for most people, the casual fan, a big surprise. And I think even to the conference uh, themselves, the Pac-12, uh, a pretty much a surprise that they were going to bolt to the Big Ten. And it was seen as a big coup. Um, one, because it gives the Big Ten access to that market now. Uh, in terms of media, the media market, they can negotiate that with a television deal. It just brings so much money to the table. And, and those are two prestigious programs, right? They have huge alumni bases. Uh, well, it, 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 that, But before well, let's talk about happened, some people... 
some people, and I assume people who watch these football programs, which is us and other programs on FSU or focused on FSU or other programs across the country doing the same thing, is do, uh, do most of our casual fans, because that's the viewership we kind of take the casual fan a lot of time, do they even know who the hell's in the Big Ten? Do you I, know I, what the top I'm not going to explain to them who's in the big time. Well, I, 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 well <laughs> just so they know, because there's so many of these stupid names, Pac-12, which has now like the Pac-6, you know, the, the Big 12. Uh, the all big you need 10. to know, the, the Big 10 is is one of is, the most prestigious academic conferences in the NCAA. It's Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. Yeah, those, those, are, the, those are the big ones. Nebraska, Wisconsin, so, and they've Michigan been, State. You yeah. know, you, you got Michigan, it's the mid, it's Iowa. The Mideast. It's the mid, Midwest, Mideast kind of uh, central, you know, kind of that middle of America. That's what you're looking at. And they've been known for their high academic standards, like you State, said, with Michigan, Ohio State, Penn Michigan State, State, Penn State, like I said. Um, but they've gradually been expanding. You know, they you saw them take on Maryland Ruck, and Rutgers. That was boy, did 10 Rutgers, plus years ago. Did Rutgers make a good move? Well, and, and the thing with that was it wasn't that the big 10 was looking to bring on these great yeah. academic athletic programs, but it yeah. was, it opened them up to the New York market and to the Washington DC, Virginia, Maryland market. So it was that gradual expansion of adding those programs that need a lifeline. Honestly, they needed the cash, but those programs athletically were never going to excel in the big 10. And they, and they accepted their, they accepted their fate of getting the hell beat out of them, you know, and being okay to finish uh, seven and five. No, not even that. Six <laughs> and six. No, six. Is, I mean, it's, it, to get the six wins. Well, they, they, they made okay that trade. That. They made that trade because those athletic programs were struggling just to stay afloat. They needed the money and, and exactly. the Big Ten needed the media market. So it was a good trade off. Well, you know set. what? In 1973, which most people listening to us weren't even born then. Mm -hmm. Okay. In 1973, when I'm at Florida State and we're 0 and 11, guess what? Are all, they considered dropping football? Yeah, that that so. that's real. I mean, that was but, real. And I think more and because it, and it, it was about more, the money. It's but about and it's more more than just football. You know, programs like Maryland were like I think they're cutting their track teams and stuff like that. So they were hemorrhaging and they needed a lifeline. So it goes beyond football when they make these deals. It's you right. know for the smaller schools like we need to be able to save all these other programs. So like you said. They, if you're struggling, you're going to look at where you can cut, and yeah. some of the smaller programs within athletic departments are the ones that get cut, not football. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. and I agree with you. Rutgers is dancing with the devil. No, they're dancing with the devil. They're not going to win a national championship. They know that, and they accepted their fate that they wouldn't. And if Rutgers listeners are out there, you want to come on the program and debate that, hit us with a a, a DM, a direct message, hit us any way you want. Send us a comment. We'll put you on the air. We'll put anybody on the air that wants to come on here that has a relevant statement or comment to make. No problem. We're open to that. Okay. We're open to that. But they signed a deal with the devil to get that money. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. You got the concessions. So if we left your name off in reading, all the Big Ten at this point were were sorry, but now they've added USC. But I they, think, yeah, and they've added UCLA. I mean, yeah. the, do you see how this list is is growing? It's unbelievable now because that leads us to the discussion: is 
the super conferences that are being formed. And you already said it, KB, the whole story. And it has been it has been forever. And I take us back to 1973 when Florida State was hemorrhaging money because their football program was in the toilet is it's all about money. And now it's all about TV rights and making deals with CBS, Fox and ESPN. Is there, did, did I miss someone out there? Yeah. And they've even, I've heard somebody say, even Netflix wants in, Apple TV wants in. They all want live sports. And so this is what it's about. The deals that are being made and how, and the one thing we should talk about right off the bat is Florida State and some others that have been mentioned, okay, about the breaking up the ACC. Let's talk about the grant of rights. Well, I, I think we need to go rights. back. I, I think we need to slow down because we need to look back at when did this shift of realignment really begin? Because I think we're we're saying, oh, look, these two schools just left. Why? why how did this all of a, all of a, of a sudden happen? But it wasn't. I don't think it was, in my opinion, Big Ten that, or you know, they well, drew first blood on this. Texas thing. and Oklahoma. Well, with that's the not SEC. Saying. You have to think of that was really the Texas one of the bigger moves went that to happened. The SEC. Yeah. That you know, I think the SEC has been making these moves, that strategic moves to take control of the bottom of the country, and, and like you said, Texas A and M. Uh, they got Texas, you know, Texas, uh, all the, they got these big programs down the South and they've been making these moves, making these moves. And, and like you said, it's forced the other major conferences to look at what are they going to do? Because SEC is consolidating power. They already looked at, they already have a major media contract and they're looking forward to the next one. Whereas the other schools, it forced the other conference leaders to say, what are we going to do? ACC was locked into a garbage deal. We'll talk about that in a second. Big 10, had a good deal. They're saying, okay, how are we going to compete with SEC to get a better deal? And so that forced them after the moves SEC made to say, where, where are we going to next? And that was poaching teams, the best media teams from the Pac-12. And, and, and that's kind of led to these series of events. But it, it didn't just start with these recent moves. It, it started back, I believe, in my opinion, when the SEC started to take, you know, kind of solidify, solidify their control of the South and take to the, you know, Texas, Texas A&M. Uh, and schools like that, in my opinion, but uh, but yeah, we, we can talk about now how why why is it that the ACC seems to be so stuck in the sand? What why are they why aren't they doing this? You know, they seem to have these blue blood blue blood programs: Miami, Clemson, Florida State, Duke, UNC. So, you know, historically great programs. When you think of academics, you know, athletics stuff like that. Why are they not the ones to be able to make these moves? I think you're just about to bring it up. Yeah, I, I think it, it, it kind of reminds me uh, of that, uh, what's that board game where you eat up other people's territory and you get... Uh, like Risk? Yeah, Risk, and it kind of reminds me of Ukraine with Russia. You know, Russia just keeps moving in and the Ukraine keeps getting smaller and smaller. If you look at it on the map, the ACC now is getting, all their territory is kind of getting gobbled up little by little. Okay, and they're if you look at the SEC, they they've taken almost a good portion of the South, and I'm talking about the best, a lot of the best teams in the South. Okay, mm -hmm. and then the, you got the Big Ten, uh, obviously, who have I would say right now the Big Ten, given the addition of USC and UCLA at this point, are the number one power conference 
over the SEC. I rank the SEC second to them at this point. Mm. Okay. I think it's, I think they have a far reaching umbrella now for recruits. Now, let me, you know, we are throwing a lot of darts and that's okay. I'm a little bit all over the place. You can rein me in. Yeah. We have to understand something here that this not only affects money coming to the universities and the sports programs, it affects recruiting the hell with NIL kids are, you know how they always wanted to play in the sec. And we always heard that versus the ACC recruiting. Now the top recruits are going to want to go to the sec or the big 10. All right. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to see these are the super conferences. This is where, if I have the ability, I need to play. But I think at this point, I totally agree with you. The ACC's just been sitting around on this deal that lasted, what, 2036? Yeah. This, yeah. this grant of rights, and I'll let you explain that if you want to in a minute. But this deal lasted 2036. I assume that everybody in the conference signed off on this deal, and there, there must be escape clauses, but it's going to cost – a huge amount of money for any one school to try to vacate this conference unless, and I'm assuming this deal is with ESPN, the grant of rights. Yes. yes yeah. It's, yes. it's with ESPN unless ESPN gets something big out of it as well. And, and you know that these networks are part of this realignment process because it doesn't make any sense if TV's not involved because that's yeah. where the damn money is. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I, I think with Florida State striking this deal, like you said, the grand rights deal with the ACC and then you know, ACC, you know, basically sold those media rights to ESPN through 2036. That's basically been a horrible deal. Uh, in that's terms that's of money 14 revenue. years from now if you do the math. Yeah, and, and so you, you can't leverage any more value. And it's not like the ACC personally is adding more value. It's like they've gotten, you know, uh, their teams aren't getting any better. They're not adding more uh, chips or any more, uh, uh, any other teams that are adding value either. Um, but it's also, they, you're, you're not able to, to compete with some of the media contracts in the money that's being funneled to big programs in the SEC and Big Ten as it is right now, before even this realignment, you are behind year after year based on those media deals. And, and now even more so, when the Big Ten goes to renegotiate a new deal, same with the SEC, uh, you will be losing. And I think it's been quoted across multiple places that that ACC deal, that grant of rights deal with the ACC is going to bring in about 50% to 45% less annually in, in, in money than the two new super conferences of the Big Ten and the SEC. 50% less money coming to your That's program a lot. If, you, if you're Florida State. Um, you you're not going to be able to make that up, make up that gap. You can have the best coaches in the world, but when you're talking about building facilities, when you're talking about uh, all those things that you need to compete in this arms race of of college football or or even basketball or, or soccer or all these other other things, that fifty percent is a huge step back, um, and, and it's going to hurt. And that's why there's all this talk about you know who's going to be able to join, who are going to be the final entries into these two most likely super conferences of the SEC and uh, Big Ten. So one thing, I, one thing I looked up, because you made a good comparison uh, to risk and how it was like carving up the, the United States into the media, the markets and who owns what and who has influence over what. Um, I found this map. 
uh, that this guy had done uh, on a blog like years ago, right when Pitt was joining the ACC and Syracuse and stuff like that, uh, and Maryland was moving to the Big Ten. Um, and I and I want to share this because I thought it was interesting. Um, so you can see this. And uh, it, it describes exactly what you're talking about. Um, this is the, the influence map, if so to speak, back then. But it shows you just the issue that a, the ACC had even six to 10 years ago is that the SEC was still impeding on the territory of the ACC. And since this point, the ACC has still not expanded from this point. If, if anything, they've lost more influence uh, in, in that in that eastern coastal. Well, they lost Maryland, right? Yeah, that was yeah, one and, loss. Yeah, so and that and that kind of shows us the Big Ten crept down, took Maryland, yeah, and took, took Maryland, picked took them Maryland, off. and so they got that market. So basically, ACC had Virginia, uh, but even so, you could say Maryland in that market, you still got some influence there. Um, and, and and so the you know, and then you had the SEC. You had the SEC with Florida and and in you know, those schools, you had Georgia was already creeping into the ACC territory, and they're basically being creeped out. Of, of all those major markets or splitting them. Uh, and the same thing with the Big 12. Big 12 was a dying conference, seen as a dying conference, and they steadily lost members to the SEC. And this red is probably expanded all the way through Texas now. And, and that conference is basically imploding. And so now with the Big 12 taking California from the Pac-12, you take now, make this blue, they have now, Big 12 now has California. Now they're starting to conquer. And maybe many do expect maybe Big 12 goes after Oregon and Washington as well, potentially. Uh, to take the entire leftern seaboard potentially of California and Washington. So this map, I, I thought it was great that you brought it up because you could see even back a couple of, you know, six to 10 years ago, the ACC and Big 12 struggling. And it was only a matter of time before the ACC and the Big 12 kind of controlled the rest of this map. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's, I'm glad you throw, threw that up because, <laughs> you know, in the game of risk, this is exactly what it is. And here's the ACC throwing their dice down and yeah. and losing losing every time they throw, and 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 it's their own fault because when they lost Maryland, they didn't realize what the hell was going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, they didn't they didn't see the big picture that good business people see. Okay, no. No. and they you know uh, you know they they didn't recognize that they needed to be proactive. They were yeah. reactive. And now they're in a position where I believe, I believe that they could basically go out of existence or crumble down to a very secondary role. Okay. Yeah. Of smaller, of smaller schools and so on. Because one of the things, and you're in the marketing business, so you understand this TV revenue and the markets and the media. One of the things, you know, I want to throw out is this. Now, if you're ready, we're going to move into where does Florida State fit into this? Because that's what our listeners want to know. Yeah. Now, the first thing I want, I have a couple of points here. One is, is where the hell does Florida State fit into this? We have to ask ourselves, is Florida State in a position of leverage where they can demand where they want to be? I don't think they are right now. It's not a demand. It's not a demand, but it's they're they're going to be one. Okay. Let me let me let me finish this thought. Is what kind of that's the first question I want you to answer. Is what position is Florida State in now? in terms of leverage, because anything about negotiations 
money-wise or where you're going to end up is about negotiations. And I don't care if you're buying a car, a house or whatever. It's what leverage do you buy? Hmm. Is Florida State in a selling market or are they in a buying market type of deal? One of the things that is important to understand is TV media markets. This is the first thing. So if we're in the Big Ten or any or, or, or the SEC, we're saying to ourselves, what does Florida State bring to the marketplace? Do you know what the ranking for TV media, the latest marketing data is for Tallahassee, the Tallahassee, what they call Tallahassee Thomasville area is? You know no. where we rank in the country? I know. 107th. I mean, it's a small market. It's it's not a huge market. But it's, you- a, it's a really small market. We're right next to Boise, Tyler, Texas, and Sioux Falls. That's, that's where we kind of fit in right now for TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you say to yourself, is that leverage? No, that's not leverage. You know who has more leverage than that? Syracuse. They're in the New York market. Okay. Up now, up. wait a minute. Let me, let me show you. I'm just saying that is not a leverage point for us to go into negotiation with. Would you mm-hmm. agree with that? I just yes. on that point, on somewhat, that point. Somewhat. Okay. The next thing is, our program is on the down right now. We're in the down and we're in a gray zone. Okay. That's not a leverage item for us. And a lot of people may not like what I've got to say, but you got to ask yourself, is he being honest? We are honest on this program. We're not going to sugarcoat it. And we love Florida state and we love the program and we're big supporters and I'm an alumni. Okay. So no leverages on those two pieces right there. Here's what here's what brings us the leverage. Branding. Branding mm-hmm. right there, right? Mm-hmm. You see that? Mm-hmm. Right there. Yep. 2013 National Champions. That brings us leverage. We have yep. a brand name. We have this guy on a cereal box. How many people have the Bobby Bowden cereal box? Never been open. Okay. (laughs) Look, because of this guy, we bring some leverage. Yeah. Because of this national champions. That's Mm. what brings us three. How many? Three, right? Yeah. Yeah. three, three. Three national championships brings us a brand and one of the greatest pregame shows with the spear and everything else, it brings us that brand. That gives us our leverage because we will find a place in the new realignment. I'm just not sure where we fit best. Either one will give us national presence, which we already have recruiting-wise, but this will cement it for us. And I believe that national presence comes better with the Big Ten than it does with the SEC. But the odds are we'll end up in the SEC because of geography. That's my take right now. Yeah. Um, I, I think you make up some, uh, bring some okay points there. Um, some, okay? Well, some I, some I disagree with. Well, um, well, let's hear it. Let's hear yeah. it. Yeah. So I, I think there's a couple of things. So you bring up the the media market 
of uh, of Florida State. I, I think that's true when you're just looking at it from like the pure rating side. But you have to remember that you know you have to also take into consideration that the spread of the alumni base um, and, and things like that. And I believe, and I'm trying to verify it right now. That when you okay, think of it this way: they may have the 130th, you know, largest media market in the world, but the Florida State versus Notre Dame game was the 10th highest rated, highest watched game last season. They still bring eyeballs, no matter in these high, in, you know, these big matchups. So if you put them in the SEC, in the Big Ten, and they're playing against Texas, Texas, you know, Texas, Texas A&M on a week in week out basis it's going to drive eyeballs across the country because of the alumni base and people who have a passion for this team. So no, it doesn't matter that right. they had this small media market base. Right. It's that they drive eyeballs. I think that's a valid point. Players. I think you have a valid point because when you look at the other markets in Florida, but outside of Tallahassee, we have Jacksonville, Pensacola, we have Tampa, St. Pete. We go into the Miami area, get, you know, so we have that whole, that 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 market as well. So I, I agree with you some uh, in that regard. So so but so I think you have to look at that. So you can't just dismiss that they're not. It, it's not a positive. I think they can drive views if they have these in high impact matchups like they do. You know when they have a Notre Dame on the schedule or a Florida on the schedule. Um, the other thing is that um, when you talk about you know the program beyond the beyond the decline. You, you kind of counteracted your own point by saying they have a national champ. Many, uh, how many unique schools have a championship within the last 10 years? Not many. Between, not many, right? So Florida State still has the luster of having won a national championship within the last 10 years. They still have players that are in the NFL highlighting day in, day out. Your Dalvin Cooks, your Jim Bowes, you, you know, you have. Well, everybody remembers Florida State. Exactly. They That's do. what I'm saying. So they still have, it's not like it's been 20 years and they've been seven and right. five for the last 10. Right. So, you know, the program isn't where it was, but at the same time, you don't have, people still remember them when the national championship, you know, within the last decade and not many programs can say that, that they won a you know national championship as of, as of that recently. So I think they still have like it with your la last point was the brand, the brand still carries weight and not many of the other programs, there's not other, you know, eight plus other programs that these Pro, uh, these uh, conferences could add that can say, A, we've won the national championship. B, we can drive 7 million eyeballs to a, a game, a matchup uh, across the country. And, and so I think those combination of things still puts Florida State in the position of saying, well, who's going to take us? Um, now, you've made up the, the point of, well, Big Ten would be the better fit, da da da. Uh, there, are some negative, there are some negatives and positives to that. I don't think, like I said before, Big Ten is a very highly academic conference. Um, and I don't think there may be some issues with that. One of the issues that's brought up is that Florida State is an AAU university, uh, which I believe. What, what, what the hell does that mean? So uh, basically Where an is... AAU university is like an accreditation uh, of on the what? university. Yeah. So it's what basically every talking about every university within the Big 12, except for Nebraska, who was just added um, you know, to the conference. It's the Association of American Universities. Um, it's basically a, a, a membership or affiliation where you basically you get certified. Um, and you basically 13 of the 14 current members of the Big Ten are members of that, have that affiliation with that organization. Um, and Nebraska was a member, but it got expelled because they didn't meet the certain requirements of it. Um, so they're the only school, part of the Big Ten that did not. So 
people are thinking that if Florida State were to try to get added, that the member the member schools would basically push back because Florida State does. Not I don't think that's going to be an issue. Well, I think it may be because it is a highly academic conference. They, I, I think they can pull other programs in if they want to, like an Oregon. If they're an, a, I don't know if Oregon's AAU, but they could pull in other schools. That, what do you have to do thing. to get certified? I, like by I said, I, I think it could be a. I've never heard to your of point. It. To your point, if they could pick between Notre Dame and Florida State, they're going to pick Notre Dame. Um, oh, you know, oh, it, oh, it, no if, doubt, no doubt. There, yeah, that, that, that's that. There's no doubt about that. We're going to lose that arm wrestle. That's not. It's going to be over quick. Yeah. So because and the only reason I bring up AAU is because it came out as an ESPN report from a guy named Adam Rinberg who reported last summer that the conference is only interested in adding school adding schools that had that AAU criteria met um, outside of Notre Dame. So um, well, why don't they the, add Duke then? Well, you because I do you know if they're an AAU school? I'm USC sure they, and UCLA sure Duke, both are. I'm members. sure. I'm sure so, Duke and UVA would meet their academic requirements. And, and it just shows that UCLA and UC, UC, USC and UCLA are both designated members of AAU. So, and, and that and they made the move over and they got them. So I just don't think that they're going to make hmm. a special exception for Florida State. That's interesting. Um, I mean, uh, well, then maybe. Uh, does the SEC have this type of no. situation? No. I, so they're, so basically we're saying that all these other schools are subordinate academically to the Big Ten? I, I, I would definitely think that. I mean, you have Northwestern, you have Michigan, you have, you know, you have some, you know, not all great <laughs> athletic schools, but you have some powerhouse academic schools versus – your Florida, yeah. I'm not saying all these schools are crap, but I'm saying they're known for a higher. Well, I, I think Florida State can hold its own academically with Iowa, them. with uh, Ohio State, uh, with uh, Nebraska. You know, well, I, uh, Nebraska is not part of Wisconsin. I think I think we can hold Michigan State. I think we can hold our own academically with those folks. I think you know. I think it's a. I think it's a very yeah, interesting I'm just saying, point there's, that nobody's ever heard of, and I appreciate you bringing it up. But I, I think that is one of the caveats that would basically be a precursor of them not going to the Big Ten. Other than for the flip side, SEC, SEC makes the most sense, like you said, just because of their geographic location, and then the SEC can basically lock up the entire Florida market. You know, with Florida, Florida State, right. and if they get Miami into the package, it makes most sense. You know, they lock all the big schools up. They lock up the market. And, and that would be the only exception. If Big Ten was like, we're going to make the exception Florida State's on AAU school, that would give them a clause into the Florida market. But at the same time, that, that would be the only reason I think Big Ten would make the stretch for Florida State is that they want a brand in the conference. But I don't see them just getting Florida State. If Big Ten is going to make an exception, they're going to have to go after Florida State and Miami to have at least two markets within Florida that to have that that that's the only way I see that you gotta you know this is so much fun can you imagine every day these guys are going into work and let's say the big 10 guys you know they're sitting around now you know this is all they're talking about one of the things they've got to be considering in their strategy right in a marketing strategy now think of the marketing strategy if you're sitting in that room is how many teams what is the max number of teams we want in this league, in the organization? They must have a phantom straw man organization of how many teams are looking at. And just like you said, what media markets do they want to include in that structure? 
You know, how well, many I, teams I think it's they want to go to? 36, not, 48? Not what they want. It's not what they want. It's what are the what networks they, going to want. So Because uh, the networks ultimately are in it to create as much money as possible. Yeah. Who can they right? sell the Big Ten network to? Who can because, they sell the SEC network to? Because they, they want to create this superstructure of playoffs, I think. No, the, the, no. You don't think so? Like an NFL structure almost? The, the playoff, the whole playoff committee, stuff like that. That's a whole different organization. No, Obviously, no, no. I, I, but I, I, part of it, I see what you're saying, but the value of it. Yeah, because eventually, yeah. well, there's three different parts to this. The first thing, like you said, is they're thinking of who can we put to make, you know, basically bundle up to say, this is who we have now. This is the value we bring. Now pay us 2x what you paid us before. That's the first thing. The second conversation is, okay, now that you have these schools or you have 20 teams per conference in the Big 12 or the Big 10 and the SEC, now what happens with the playoff structure? Now do the Big 10 and the SEC say, hey, playoff committee, we now have power super conferences. You need to fix. We need to fix the way the playoffs are done because now there's only four teams that go to the playoff. That's not going to work when you no. have – you know, basically no. uh, power team versus power team every single You're not basically it's going to eliminate non-conference scheduling. So in my opinion, so you're not going to have, and I think it was a good conversation. I was listening to one of the other Florida State podcasts. I think it was Nolcast or one of those. And they, and they brought up the good point that was when you, once you set up these power conferences, it's going to suck if you're at the bottom, like if you are the Illinois or one of these smaller schools, because Someone's going to be the odd man out on this. Are are you okay with, you know, if, if you're part of this forty man or or forty team kind of group, this kind of new division one, so to speak, this new power division, right, uh, of the Big Twelve SEC or Big Ten SEC uh, of forty schools, maybe it's you know, but you're there's going to be some people at the maybe it's the Wake Forest, Virginias, if they get into if they get added, but someone's going to be at the bottom. And these teams are going to get the crap beat out of them every season. And are they willing to, like you kind of said before, take the deal with the devil, get the money, but have perpetually losing programs year in and year out? Because unlike, and brought up the great, the great example of unlike, unlike the NFL, where if you suck or the NBA, where if you suck, you have the best odds of getting the, the first round pick. You can rebuild through, you know, the NFL draft and the NBA draft. Or, or you can no. trade players. Or you, or we you have the trade. portal. We have but the it's portal. Not, yeah, but it's not the same as you know. No. So, But you have the ability, if you're last, you can rebuild. In, in the college football, there's no semblance of that. The best teams get better. They don't get worse normally, right? They, they just reload. They don't rebuild. And so if you're one of these teams that's like the, the mid-tier teams that – is going to be joining the super conference. You have to be able to willing to say, is it in my best interest to be looking, applying to get into the super division, or is it better for me to be in, on the outskirts of it in like the lower, the weaker division, whatever new division two is going to look like and having profitable, somewhat profitable, maybe program, but we winning consistently and be kind of the odd man out. So I think that's you the mean, more You mean be like North Dakota state. No, I kind of like division. Well, two. yeah. Yeah, that's, exactly. what, that's, what, exactly. that's what the yeah. leftovers, the leftovers yeah. or the left outs are going to be like division two it's, power five. Or yeah, something. you're going to have like, like you said, like the, the cows and the, you know, the cows, the Baylors, the Texas Techs, 
you know, or, you know, those teams playing together in a separate, they may even have their own separate playoff. Well, this is like, you know? it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like gangster land, you know, the Rutgers of the world. And we're sorry to be picking on Rutgers uh, or some of these schools. And we don't mean any negativity. We don't, but you understand what we're saying in, in terms of that. They're kind of like gangster land where you've got to pay for protection. You're kind of a weak store owner, you know, but if we come in, we want to do something different. You're going to have to comply or you're not going to get paid. You know, yeah, you're yeah. not going to get paid for our protection. Yeah. We are your umbrella policy for protection. And, and that's right. Rutgers and some of these Illinois, I mean, they're not going to win national championships. No, not, and, not in, not, not in football. our life, not, not in, in football, not, not yeah, in football. definitely not in football, but they might in some of the other sports. Now, one of the things, and I think you did a really good summary there, did a really good summary of something. There are so many different angles to this. It's intriguing. I believe, I believe now that let's look at the ACC, Florida State, Miami, and Clemson. Mm -hmm. Those are your potentially, that's what I'm seeing, you know, from the Florida State, Florida sports media. These are the big players. But I found something very interesting today, which kind of shocked me a little bit. I went in and started reading other pieces from Big Ten schools, mm -hmm. what they think is going on re with realignment. And two or three of them, when they started talking about teams possibly coming into the Big Ten, Florida State wasn't even on their list. That, which, that's what I'm saying. I don't think. No, it's I, you know what I'm real. saying? So once you get out of your own environment and you start looking at what does the guy at the Oregon say? What does the guy in Michigan say? What does the guy at Ohio State say? The same type of broadcast we have. They didn't even have Florida State on the list because they were looking at different markets and different teams, what they would bring in for basketball. They're looking to balance all these other things. I was a little, my eyes got a little bit big in saying, because we think we're so great, other regions of the country look at it a little bit differently. I, yeah. thought, I thought that was very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Now, it is interesting, I think. Yeah, I, the way that different, because I, I do think that, yeah, when you look at different opinions and stuff like that. So, yeah, it is interesting to see it from their point of view. One, You know thing, what? You know, one of the things that came up a lot, and this came up on some of the FSU podcasts and, and some of the sports shows, is, and this came up in the other markets uh, that I was reading from, the other sources in the markets. You know who they were looking at a lot? Georgia Tech. And why would they look? No way. Why would they look oh, at Georgia? You want, Atlanta, you want the Atlanta market. You uh, want that Atlanta Southeast market. And so I found that very fascinating. Not that Georgia Tech is a power. They're not in anything. But that market, that media market means a lot. Even though that market means more than a Boston college in the Boston market. Well, you know, I, I think, yeah, I think the same same conversation has been made around like NC State and Duke. Like, yes, what's going to happen? Raleigh market, the because Raleigh market, NC State is a is a I, good growing market. One of those teams is going to be left out of the call. It's going to be Duke, NC State, or UNC. Most people think it's UNC 
is going to be picked to either go to the SEC and it's going to be. To I think pick. they could all go. I think those three yeah. could go. Wake Forest is, is they can't. There's not. They're not going to pick all three of those schools the, to go. <laughs> they're not going to pick all. Well, three. they one could go to. Uh, uh, you know, they could split between the SEC and the uh, and the. Uh, I mean, uh, Big Ten. Well, yeah, maybe Duke goes. Maybe Duke goes Big Ten, and and UNC goes SEC. I mean, you know, what I mean? because it, right, right behind football is what basketball. People yeah. want basketball power. They want this is about the power and having the elite now in, in football and in basketball. And, okay. and and Duke is an AAU school, so you know they could. They, they, they would make the most logical sense to make the move. And Big Ten is historically as well a power both football and well, basketball conference. So the SEC really, you know, they do have the years. Look at Vanderbilt. Now, they've had a couple of good years recently, but Vanderbilt was the doormat. But they're a great academic school. Try to get into Vanderbilt. They're like Not the Wake easy. Forest. They're like the Wake Forest. They're the Wake Forest. So Wake Forest, you know, I think the ACC is going to crumble down to a smaller conference, then they'll start bringing in some other teams that can't get into these. They can't unlock the big boy doors. So I, I this, like that's this, how uh, this is going to play out. I like this that you shared. Uh, a guy named Kyle Kyle uh, Umlang on Twitter shared this. Um, I, I like this graphic. So this was his uh, interpretation of what could happen um, based on the rumbling stuff like that. But I, I think this is somewhat accurate of what could Consp- uh, you know, I don't like his ACC model. I I think it's interesting. Uh, the coast, what pe- yeah. people are saying, called the coastal conference. And I was like, that's kind of interesting. Where you have the two yeah. coasts covered. Uh, I think it would the logistics of all oh, the logistics, be, the flights would be the, crazy. The, the student athletic time, you know. The, and I'm like FAU. Mm. I, I you're you're picking up like I like the addition of like coastal, you know, coastal Carolina. I think is a good pickup. So basically, they're not a powerhouse. They just won 11 games. Last I don't season. care. Did you see who they played? Okay. Uh, and, and uh, ACC is not a power night. schedule either. But I'm no, saying, no, but you're locking up the entire, you have the entire South Carolina. I, you're, you're getting, you're getting the your entire North Carolina market. We cannot, we cannot stay in the ACC given this alignment. There, you'll, this, you'll this be supported. Ha- this doesn't have a stain in the ACC. Are you reading this? No, it no, have a stain. But what it has this in the SEC? Okay, okay. I, I don't know. What okay, you're okay. I'm better. I'm better. I feel better now. Yeah, this is saying if if teams moved, it goes Florida, Florida State and the SEC along with Miami and Clemson. So basically, Clemson, you know, gets that bottom half. ACC adds some lower. What tier about Florida Virginia schools. Tech? So Virginia Tech's that weird one. Um, yeah, it's weird. Uh, Virginia Tech is that weird one. They they this guy has them stay in the ACC, um, uh, and I think the debate is Virginia Tech's in Virginia. I don't think it gives you access to the the DC market at all, just because no, it's so it's out. Too far. And I don't, I don't think they drive eyeballs as much as they they, they, they their fans show up though for road games. But you know, this isn't about selling tickets to stadiums. No, it's about it's not I, about yeah, that. I don't I don't think they're going to drive eyeballs on the screen as much as some of the other programs will. That that can be selection to go. So, uh, and I think Maryland already gives them a footprint in, in Virginia in that DC area. So I don't think the Big Ten would take them, and I don't think the SEC or the SEC needs them. So I, I think they'd be one of the teams left out in the cold. And, and and I agree with this. I think it'll be Florida State, Florida or Florida State, Miami. 
North Carolina and Clemson, if those are the four teams. Those, those are those are some pretty heavy names right there. Yeah. And because now what I think it'll come down to, KB, is is and none of us know this unless it gets leaked, and it will eventually, is what is the Big Ten and the SEC, what are their master models of how many teams they want in their league? What I'm hearing is 20 each. This this one doesn't 20. have exactly 20, but that's what they're hearing is 20 team leads. Because you got to be thinking ahead in that model of where are we going for, in, and if they're talking to TV sports people, what is the vision of a playoff within these within these super conferences, and how many people do we need to fill them out? Do we? Yeah. I've I've heard a lot more than 20. I mean, I've. The rumors are anywhere from 24 to now, 48 now, now. in a conference. How would you have 48 teams in a conference? You could that do it. No, you couldn't. That would be the entire – that would be that would be like you the SEC and the Big Ten combined. That wouldn't even be. You could I, do I, it. I, who said that? that? That's an idiotic statement. I think, I, think, I think 32 to 36 is realistic. I, I, I don't know. That's no, that's not realistic. That's not going to happen. Uh, why not if have a con- if, if you if, if we were if we were putting this master strategy together, wouldn't we say, listen, we'll stop at the number when we feel we can't find the quality teams that we want in our league. Right. We're creating a league here. We're creating the new college football league here and we're going to stop. When we get all the pieces we want, then we'll figure it out if we need to add one more to, to balance it all out. Well, that's that how I would approach it. Well, to that that's point I just brought I up, I don't think there's 48 teams that you could put in a conference that's quality. Well, I, I we, think this lays out what the well, quality is. Virginia Tech's a quality program. They're a quality But they program. don't drive, they're not going to drive money. They're no, not going to drive Probably not. Probably they're not going to drive eyeballs. And so probably that's not. why if we're looking at ACC and uh, Big 12, those are like the the guys left outside. Those are all the teams that are left hanging. You know what? But I say Except this. Except for Oregon, maybe. Oregon and Washington are the ones that I'm like, those could be flipped out with maybe a couple of these schools. But outside of that, like Baylor's, Texas Tech, TCU's, Kansas State's, the West Virginia's, Georgia, Pittsburgh, Syracuse, all Boston College. These are the teams that don't aren't going to try. They don't fit. They're yeah. not. They, they're, they fit they're together. Out. They yeah. fit together as yeah. a, as competitors. They fit together, and they, they're going to get left out. Yeah, that's that for sure. Now there was uh, a guy named Riley Overend. He wrote an article for uh, uh, um, in in a swimswam.com it's a swimming thing right so he writes an article about realignment and why was he why was he concerned about realignment he was concerned about the other sports one being swimming and what certain programs would bring to the conference like we talked about now just hold on for I a minute i can tell you that the leaders of the conferences don't give a crap no no but what i'm saying is i thought he made some interesting points we bring some off the wall stuff to this program that you know i think it's good but he said in his estimation here's what he saw he saw that the most viable acc teams are uva UNC, FSU, and Clemson. Those four right there. Okay. He said for the SEC, for the SEC, he said they bring a lot of value in different ways. He said Florida, for some reason, would object to Miami coming in. Now, I think that sounds kind of B. 
BS. I think Florida is going to be able to rule out that. Why would, why would and, that? and Louisville, no, uh, that Kentucky already an SEC member would raise hell about that because they don't want that that oh. market taken away from. Yeah. Louisville has a big market. Yeah, they have a no, big market. They do. They do. So I mean, you know, I mean, but there's so many different ways. Louisville's not. There's so many different ways to cut this up. The question is this. This is the next question. How soon is this going to – first of all, can a, can any ACC team bolt from the conference and not get sued in court or have to pay huge sums of money? We're talking millions here. Um, well, that's the thing is, uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, – what I've read is that they're – like they're – obviously looking for loopholes into how it could work. Could I think it, one, of, one, well, one of the things I read that was uh, one of the things I read was there, there may be a way where somehow like Florida state could join another league and then pay off like a percentage of the penalty of leaving or, or what they would, uh, because basically if they were to join another league, I think the, the contract clauses, they would have to pay, the revenue earned in that new league back to the ACC somehow. Like it, it's some like it's some revenue share thing. Like basically, they had to pay back, you know, the the loss of that for somehow. But I think it's somewhere where maybe the conference, you know, media uh, contract would cover the fee of leaving for for Florida State over across a number of years, or it'd be a percentage they would cover to kind of uh, you know uh, cushion that that blow of, of of you know of that contract clause. So I I think. Regardless of of how tight that contract is uh, with all yeah. these schools, because yeah. there's going to be multiple schools wanting to leave. It's not just Florida State. If it was just Florida State, I'd say they'd be screwed. But I think it's multiple schools, and and I think the ACC knows that they don't really have a leg. I mean, they don't have a leg to stand on. It, it, they they have a horrible contract. They're gonna get. They're about to get lapped. I think they know that landscape's changing, and there's nothing they can do about it. Other than you know, people float. Oh, they can. Uh, merge with the Pac-12, and the Pac-12 just lost two major programs. They're, 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 they don't have much left there, so that that's. Not I, yeah, I don't see Florida State going to the Pac-12. I yeah. see them going to the Big Ten, or they're going to go to the SEC. That's where it's going to happen. Now, the question is, how quick is it going to happen? I think Florida State is ringing this bell internally. That this is their priority. How the hell do we get out of this ACC? How do we get in there? And I think they're looking at this. Is it do we have better leverage by ourselves or it, are they trying to get together with Clemson and Miami and maybe UNC to try to make a package deal? We're all it's all or nothing. It's yeah. all or nothing. I, I don't I, you know, you might have more leverage to say all or nothing if everybody will stay together. OK. And and what do you think? Do you think it's all or nothing or do you think they're all fighting for their individual uh independence on this thing i believe they're talking both ways I, I i definitely believe they're showing face and saying we're as a group but i also think that they have to be talking for themselves to say well if if you know if, if clemson doesn't want to come you know we're definitely still in so i i think there's i think there's they're stronger in numbers obviously i think you know if they can say me uh, us clemson miami and unc are together in this and we're going to see it through the courts and we're going to move because the sec has agree to take us all then yeah I, I think they're they're stronger numbers that way but if the sec has kind of set it on the side no, we don't want we don't want unc 
it makes it hard, right? So if you've made that kind of side agreement with those teams. So I think it's there's going to be a lot of side conversations during this process, oh, yeah. but there's a lot more. I think they have a lot more strength in numbers. And, and if they can say, if the SEC's like, okay, we want you three, find a way to make it happen and we got your back, then yeah, I think that's I, how it works. I think right now you've got the two heavyweights in the ring. You got you got the the Big Ten and you've got at the SEC. And now they're trying to gobble up the remainder, the remaining big boys out there and and lock them up. And I think they're going to I think this move is going to take place quicker than we think. I think the lawyers for whatever levels lawyers they have at the university, as well as with the TV revenue people, they're all looking at these ACs and, and trying to figure this out. But I believe. We're going to hear something, God, I want to say within six months. Uh, eh, maybe. I think you'll hear rumors and stuff like that. But I think something's going to have to be done within the or within the year because that. By you know, the end of the year? By the end of the year? you're No, nah, I'd say within a year, within 12 months. We'll, we'll have resolution to this one way or another. I th- yeah. Just because the SEC, ESPN and SEC deal goes into effect in 2024. And so Florida State, regardless of what happened, like the, the Big 12 deal, I think, goes into effect in 2025, or Big 10 deal, I should say, goes into effect in 20, it expires in 2024. Um, so they, they either, they need to get it done sooner or rather later to decide where they're going because yeah, I, they can I think, get in that cash. They need to get it on that cash. So, I think the AD, I think Alford, this guy seems to be an aggressive guy. Right. He seems to be an aggressive guy. He's not a guy to just sit around and let everybody else get out in front. I think he is going to be biting at the bit to get this thing done for his legacy as well. And that is to put Florida State. I put Florida State in the best position possible during my tenure. And that was not the ACC it's somewhere else, and I'm going to put them there. And I'm going to do it with these other teams, or I'm going to do it without the other teams. And I think he is not going to sit around too long. I think a year is probably too long to think this will happen. I'm thinking I'm thinking six months if they get the legal part figured out and how much it's going to cost and who's going to pay well, the bill. I think that's what's going to be the thing that – you know, that's why it drags out and we're not going to hear that part until it's it's cleared. So they there may be legal conversations going probably going on oh, right now. Every, so that oh, and, and you know how it. long those things can drag out. So there there may be legal talks battles going on behind the scenes for the next six to twelve months. That's why I say it could take a year, but it has to, something there's gonna be a resolution by the time that Big 12 deal needs to be signed because they want to leverage as many of these schools as possible. Same with the SEC or the FSU wants to get on that SEC deal by the time it launches and, and be able to get those payouts by 2024. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think we'll see yeah. resolution, but I think it'll all be due to how, how this legal process works out and if they can find some type of loophole or some legal precedent to say or decide how much they're willing to pay in penalties to, to move. Yeah, we're not going to jump on the air every time we hear a rumor or, or this is going to happen or this guy said that. It's going to have to be some really credible sources uh, uh, to do that. We'll highlight it in our future programs, just like we will NIL or anything else. But now we're starting to move into the season. 
We're starting to move into the season and the guys are going to start working out and guys are starting to battle for positions. And, and, and that's where we're going to be probably in our next show. But yeah, but I, I'm telling you the next one or two years are going to be, you're going to see a dramatic shift with these two. It's kind of exciting. It's, it's, it's going to be different, but yeah, it's, you're going to see two major conferences, you know, come up and then think about your, your two power conferences with, I think 20 teams, then you're going to have the, basically the coastal, you know, ACC or coastal conference and the PAC 12, both coasts, they're going to be the have basically the have nots, the teams that didn't get into the power conferences on the sides. They're going to be playing each other because those power conferences are not going to be scheduling out of conference anymore. And then the playoff committee their bid to come up to renegotiate the playoff format comes up in 2025. So after all those deals get signed, those media contracts are being signed. You then in 2020 have, have playoff re restructuring. And I think you're going to see that get expand to like eight to 12 teams because of these power conferences. They're going to say, you know, these conferences are going to say, well, we have, we have 40 of the best teams competing week in week out. You got to give us more than four slots. And so I think you're going to see a new dimension of college football when you have this power conference playoff, um, which is totally going to change. I don't think I, – I think the TVs at some point with these super conferences, they'll just make it up the way they want. They won't – we won't need this 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 group that puts together the playoffs, uh, you know, because that's tied up with TV right now with TV money, right? They well, That's a TV thing. No, the, the college football playoff is – they oh, That's a TV own, thing. Yeah. ESPN owns the rights to the playoff. They don't, That's they don't, right. they, but they don't manage, they don't manage the committee. No, but I'm saying at some point that goes away. I don't think so. I think that'll be an independent thing for hmm. a while. Interesting. Well, let, let's finish, let's finish on this note. Let's finish on this note because we didn't discuss it. Notre Dame, unbelievable. These guys, this is the power and the leverage. You talk about power and leverage. They are a major independent in a loose association with, with the ACC for all sports except uh, except football, which they kind of played an ACC schedule, which sucked for them. They know it. And it's like, this is the ultimate leverage. I would say they probably have the most leverage in the damn country, except for Alabama and Georgia, maybe. But where do they go and I, what do they do? I don't think they can just sit back and say, nah, we're just going to be an independent. So I don't I, think they can do here, that. Here it is. Here it is. Once again, 2025, their deal with NBC Sports expires. They are currently making $15 million a year. That's not a lot. In the media deal. And yeah, it's, it's not. not. And like you said, with the Big Ten projects that their members could earn a hundred million dollars a year with their one billion dollar media rights contract, they think they're going to get. So that is that is they're going to they're going to have to choose a side. They can. No that, that, that's side. where they fit. It's they the fit. Money. They fit it, in the Big Ten. It will that's come. Yeah, it's going to be the Big Ten. They'll get the exemption for the AAU, or they'll get certified. Whatever it takes to do that, I'll have to look more into that. If, they're not, but they probably can get the exemption or join it. But I don't when think you're this looking, AAU thing's a big deal. I just don't. But. It literally is. Every school in the conference okay. is part of it. So I don't know why you would think it's not a big deal. Why that I'd be making that up? Money, um, money talks. But for, you know, everyone wants another. Day I don't think you're making shared, it up. I don't think you're making. I think Notre Dame, if they, if they, they're no longer going to be able to sit on the sidelines and say we're not going to join a conference because when you're looking at 15 million versus 100 million dollars a year. You've got you. You have to take that money. They, yeah, 
yeah, yeah, to be a free agent. Yeah, it, it is interesting, you know, because a lot of people don't remember there was the day, the day back in the day of the 60s and 70s when there was major independence. The ones that come to mind, Notre Dame, Florida State was a major independent. The Navy, Army, they were independents. You know, there were many others. And then all of a sudden they started getting into these conferences, you know, yeah. uh, that that's, that's how it went down. And uh, uh, Notre Dame has survived to say, we're really the big boy and we've held our own. And, but I, I agree with you. I think the big 10 is their fit and they've suffered a little bit because of the playoff thing of, you know, if you didn't win a conference championship, you couldn't get in. You know, there's been exceptions to them because they, they're a big draw and, and, and so on. But uh, I think that's probably where they're going to end up. The, I, and I don't think they have to rush it. I think they can just well, play it out. It, well, they don't have to – the only thing – that 2020-2025 set deadline for their next media contract, yeah. which I said between the NBC and the ACC yeah. – According to this, according to the articles, front office sports and, and that report on their contract, they're making about $26 million between NBC and ACC. So yeah. by 2025, they have to come with the decision of what they want to do. Yeah. One of these conferences they, they're going to join. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people say, oh, well, they could stick with the ACC. But if the ACC has no power school, they, like they could join they a small know. conference because they like the pipeline of talent that goes through Florida, Georgia, Carolina. And they can basically not have to join and have to try to out-recruit Ohio State and you know, fighting these territories. But you, uh, you're 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 having that. to recruit against them, anyways. You're having to recruit against. Them. Not really. Not if they're not if they're, they're not trying to. Not if they're trying to recruit the Midwest. No, I'm just saying. But you're you're everybody dips into the state of Florida. I mean, all across the country, trying to get the skilled guys out of Florida. We don't. You know, linemen is a different issue, but yeah, the skilled yeah. guys, everybody I, like comes I said, in. Someone brings up that argument. I don't think it's a strong one. I, I do think right. the Big Ten's the the probably the the best fit for them. Yeah. Um, but they they have this thing about wanting to stay independent. I just don't think when you're looking at twenty six million, fifty million dollars a year with what they're currently right. making versus hundred million, I don't think a business administrator or, or uh, AD on their side can say right. no to that. It just no, makes it, no it, damn it, sense. It you're right. Sense. The financial gurus at Notre Dame are going to tell the president and the AD, here are the numbers. You make the choice. That's the beauty of those guys. The numbers don't lie. The projected numbers are this. And if it's overwhelming to join a conference, they're going to have to come in. They're yeah. going to have to come in. But, but what, what someone said, I think it was uh, Michael Wilbon, you know, he's on ESPN, something bad. Right. He's like, uh, one of the things he said on, uh, I think, his show was that he would love to see because he's, I think, he's a Northwestern guy. He 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 would love to see, you know, Notre Dame. He's has funny. This, I like it. Yeah, he has this. Notre Dame's always a stance of we're not joining a conference or fully committing to a conference. You know, he would love to see all these schools get picked, and then you know, Notre Dame holds out so long that there's no more no more room for them. You know, <laughs> that so they're just now. they're at the he goes they're at the glass just looking and trying yeah. to get you know and, and you know. And it's, <laughs> That, I mean, that's kind of a funny image. Nah, to think about I, I think trying to get in, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. not. They, I think they'll always be able to. I think there's always in each major conference is a chair with their name reserved yeah, on yeah. it, right? Come when you will hold a chair for you, you know, kind of like at a dinner party. I'm going to be late, 
but we'll hold a chair for you. Yeah, I, I, they have that. They have that kind of leverage. Florida State does not have that kind of leverage. Not that type. We not, no. Many Miami I, doesn't have that kind I don't of leverage. Think any, there's very few. School, I don't think no. any school has it like Notre Dame in that regard. That they but can just sit out as long as they want to. And this is the leverage we bring. The brand and and people recognize that name, and and we've got to use it now. Yeah. We've got to use it as soon as possible. The lawyers are probably are busting their ass to try to figure it out. I don't think there's going to some be some magic loophole that you can just leave. I don't think that exists. No, it's going to be some I, sort of. Payout. It's going to be. It's, it's going to be a buyout, yeah. and somebody who pays. Florida State pays. The TV pays. The conference helps pay it out from the yeah. where they're going. Something, but it, it, it's going to. I think it'll happen in the next six months. We'll hear something because the last thing besides as i said earlier all of this ending up in one of these two super conferences and there will be two super conferences is about recruiting as well because kids the elite kids the four star and five star kid yeah. if we get you know they're, they're going to want to play there gonna, do you think exactly. they want to play at jackson state university well some do well okay we'll see maybe how they get spot maybe they get a spot yeah yeah right yeah, you know, it, it, these kids are going to say, I'm going to one of the super conferences, NIL or no NIL, you know, yeah. and no, that's I where I'm going. They're going to want to play in the real division. Period. All right. That's the best. Um, hey. but yeah, we can leave it. One last thing. Uh, I, got, I got one last thing, then you can end it. All right. I, uh, I saw some news that uh, but, uh, you remember Jimbo Fisher's son. He was always he was a quarterback in Tallahassee, and yeah. he used to come to games. Don't tell me he's on Texas A and M with a scholarship. No, he's he's playing at FAU or uh, uh, Florida A and M. Florida A and M. Oh, at Florida A and M. Yeah, he just transferred to uh, uh, to Florida A and M. Wow, who's who's the coach there now? Uh, um, Willie Simmons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NFL. Yeah, yeah, he's still there. Yeah, that's um, so cool. Trey, so Trey, yeah. He's, you uh, think he can? You think? Do they think he can start and play? No, there? I think he was at some FCS school and didn't really oh. play. Then COVID oh, happened, okay. and he didn't, okay. he didn't play at all. Really, so last Fisher season. made a call. It seems like it because it seems yeah, like they Fisher have a pretty, it, you know, uh, uh, you know, FAMU has a pretty good program. I think they already have they some do. backs, yeah. and so I think he made a call. And I, you know, they lived in Tallahassee so long, so Trey probably has friends there. And, Sure. I think maybe. Well, yeah. good for him. Yeah. You know what? We cool. wish everybody well. I put out a tweet on Big Country. I don't know if you, I, I think I, I said it. Yeah, Did I think I sent it? you the I sent you the tweet. Yeah. Okay. Me. Yeah, and I and I put out a comment on it. I said he was over he was overrated. He was not proper. He was not properly I evaluated. Nice. I no, no nice. I was being nice. I said he was overrated and not properly evaluated in the quote star system that we have here, Star Trek system. And uh, he paid the price for it. Just like the Pope. Remember the Pope, oh, yeah. you know, that came, he was overrated too. These guys, I've looked at some huddle, you know, you ever heard of huddle? Yeah. That's where they have, where you send in the tape. It always yeah. shows this massive guy pushing another guy over. Okay pushing a guy down or pushing him way out of the play. And I say to myself, how do you know the quality of the guy he's pushing? You know, the quality of the guy he's pushing is probably no stars. Yeah, he shouldn't well. even be on the field because his parents want him to play, you know? <laughs> so it's like, what do we have? But I said also in the tweet, I wish big country the best of luck there at JSU. 
you know, and good luck to them. We're not out to get anybody, but we're not going to sugarcoat what the situation is. And Florida State is in a very tentative situation. And I'm going to sign off with this and you can say goodbye or whatever the hell you want to say. Remember this name. You don't even remember it now. It's come up before. Mickey Rosos. Mickey Rosos, a one-year grad transfer coming to Florida State, committed April the 15th as a preferred walk-on. He is, the only thing he really does, he played at Columbia. He's a Uh-oh. kick, re- he's a punt returner. Yeah, 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 now, yeah, yeah. if this guy enrolls, I'll bet you he makes an impact that helps us win at least one game, which a one game can be very important to this program. Okay? I'm just saying. You're not random ground at the end of the game. No, I'm just saying. This guy is all he's done is field punts. They've seen this. We need a guy who can catch the damn ball. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna change one game for us. That's my prediction. I hope. <laughs> I we'll hope see so. by the end of December. We'll see. I hope. All right. Well, we'll wrap okay. it up there. I don't think there's any other breaking news. I thought. Uh, yeah, that Trey Fisher story was interesting. Um, yeah, all right. Well, it was good. Yeah, yeah, I like I like some of the off the wall stuff. That's yeah. what we do. You know, we're the casual for the casual fan. That's what we do. You brought up that stuff I didn't even know about that AAU stuff. You know, that's not you know. That's I funny. always thought of that's that as funny. that basketball, that high school basketball AAU. Never heard of it, you know. Got to do your homework. All right. Well, we'll okay. let you guys go. We'll uh, we'll be back in a, in a week or two. Uh, you know, as we get close to the fall camp, uh, see what the news out of there. But we're excited to see the team back on the field and not uh, getting ready for yeah. LSU. So uh, I'm gonna and I'm gonna start losing sleep because of our quarterback room. Yeah. Okay. We'll discuss that later. We'll discuss that later. All right. Uh, Till then. Remember to uh, comb your hair and not look like this guy. All right. (laughs) We'll see you later. Goodbye. Goodbye, Future ACC. Yeah. yeah. See you guys. (laughs)